Welcome to just another Orlando Bastion Atlanta United podcast uh, for, pe- for for the people. But not Orlando. <laughs> not, no, not for them. By two other people. Oh, uh, God. That's so good. <laughs> I'm Jay Riddle. I am Kelly Francis. And we're unrelegated. What's up? And uh, yeah, uh, quite quite the day. Suck it, Orlando. Ooh. Man. Man, you bad. Oh, oh gosh. Take that L. Just take they, it. They did. They did. They yeah. did it with a full crying, crying uh, Will Johnson face. Yeah, crying Will Johnson is replacing the crying Jordan uh, <laughs> <laughs> meme. So good. So out of that game, I think one of the most, and, and we're going to eventually get into that, so just hold on. Hold hold your knickers, ladies and gents. But um, the end of the night when we had just won 4-0, Atlanta United played. <laughs> um, I, am, I just want to be king. Over the over the PA system, right? And it was probably one it was of like a metal version. It, it, no, it was the actual. Oh Disney well, they had a later later they played like a punk rock version of. Oh, it. did they yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't hear that mm-hmm. one. Yeah, but it was. I think out of the way to end that night, that was the best way to end that night. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of uh, cherries on top. Oh uh, man, to that win, so win good over Orlando. So good, guys. So good. But before we talk about that, uh, we had quite a day today. Um, oh, okay. So we're recording this on Sunday. So we should right. probably just say that to everybody that's listening. Obviously, you're going to hear this on Monday, and that mm-hmm. eventually goes into the Brazil Mexico match. But today we had probably one of the craziest. I mean, this World Cup has already been stupidly crazy, but we had a Spain Russia penalty kick out. Uh, and then we had a kick. Uh, I know I said kick out. Whatever, <laughs> get over yourself. And then I also we also had a have a freaking Croatia Denmark penalty shootout. Like <sighs> this yeah. World Cup is on steroids or drugs or opium. Like what the fuck are <laughs> what the fuck is it doing? Yeah, I mean we only had a couple nil nil games in the group stages. What two maybe? We only had one nil nil. Was game. it one? Yeah, we've only had and, one. And then uh, I felt like we had two, but uh, mm, either way, mm. if we only had one, great. And then uh, yeah, I mean yesterday the games were pretty pretty good. Yesterday, oh my god, they were so good. Uh, and and that's where I we, mean that depends on who you're rooting for. To be to be fair, well yeah, but uh, I mean while there were a lot of Uruguay fans in the Gulch. Yesterday. There were, and there were a and lot of Argentina fans that eventually came to the Gulch that I know were not very happy with me. But you know, you you live and you let learn. Well, at least Viva the la was, France. At least the game was over by then, and they could you know come and drink at the tail their right. sorrows drink at the tailgate. Drink a lot. Um, whereas the Uruguay fans got to attend the tailgate and watch the the, yeah. the match at the tailgate on a giant Man, screen. So many Uruguay at, jerseys yesterday at the Twelve Day Atlanta uh, tailgate area. 
So that was pretty dope. But yeah, yeah. as far as today, yeah, P- a lot of PKs. Um, Russia still running through extra time like they just came onto the field. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, it'll be really interesting because there's been I've seen people been tweeting uh, that have been tweeting out statistics on uh, sort of the pace of play of the athletes. Well, just on the how field. many how many uh, um, miles they've run. Yeah, and it's to- always when you consider <laughs> the statistics between most of the teams there, pretty much all of the teams there and Russia, it's, it's drastic. A big gap. Big Huge, gap. Yeah, it's very obvious it's that they've they've increased from their. Uh, former potential. They just drink a lot of Red Bull, Kelly. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. You're right. Absolutely. No, no Nothing doping whatsoever. There's not going to be another Icarus document about. But then again, the I mean, uh, teams haven't played particularly well against them either. So it's that's not, true. I mean, it's not like they're Spain. You know, Spain was lackluster today. Yeah, it's not completely like they're lackluster. Decimating teams. They won in PKs. Um, as as um, I can't remember who said it. I don't know whether it was Matt Dole or Taylor Twelman that said, "Please bring uh, Via on the field." And then we realized, oh, they didn't bring David Via. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they should have thought of that. Maybe you should have. And then uh, Denmark was sort of a dark horse in this tournament. Uh, I don't know how many people picked him to be a dark horse, but they uh, at least surprised a lot of people in terms of how they were playing. Very difficult team to play down and a very difficult goalkeeper to break down. Schmeichel had a game. I mean, he was a beast all tournament. He was a beast. And it was a shame because uh, up until the PKs, I mean, he was made some amazing saves. Yeah. And I'm not talking about just the PK saves. I mean, he made an incredible. Well, he did. He made a incredible PK save against Modric. Yes, um, he did. But uh, in, that in, led in, in to do the PKs. But what I will say, though, if, if we're going to talk about especially the Denmark-Croatia game, the Denmark players, uh, there was something left to be desired from their PK takes. They're, they weren't uh, creative. and. But the, it was it went both ways. I mean, Croatia. I would agree with you on that. Croatia, they had a couple. At the end of the day, I put it down to the keepers. The keepers made great saves. They did. Uh, nobody was kicking it over the crossbar. Yeah. These were all uh Locked shots. The the players of the day for me were the Russian keeper, uh, obviously with that w- w- insane stop on the Spanish player at at the yeah, very end. Yeah, he had, he with had, the, he had the, three the tip cans of, of Red Bull. Foot. Yeah, he did. The he tip got, of his foot. Yeah. he just kind of kicked out his, his left foot and and, oh and tipped my the gosh. ball over the incredible over the footwork. And then um, obviously the Croatian keeper. Yeah, some might say uh, that. Uh, he may. Uh, we'll check his leg length. We'll, we'll have to look into that. Maybe the. Maybe I don't know if they had leg extensions put in or something like that. I mean, we we might want to look into these things. Yeah, so obviously. statistics people, if you yeah. could check on that, see if, if any changes looks, occurred yeah. between the time where he checked in before the World Cup. How exactly. how tall was he? Any like extended absences <laughs> for like maybe three months or more? I just picture these guys like breaking their own legs so they can extend them. And you know uh, what sounds just, weird? <laughs> And I, I know this is like going on a whole, a whole different thing, but um, there have been uh, a numerous amounts of Asian models and people that are in the uh, running for Miss America or Miss World that have legitimately gone through sex, leg surgery to get longer legs. Like this is a thing that's happened with women, especially Make in Asia. Make them goalkeepers. Make them goalkeepers. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Stick some socks and some boots on them. And if we see a sunrise in the NWSL with uh, Asian female, <laughs> Asian goalkeepers. Oh, no. Jay. <laughs> we're going to find out what's going on. Like, well, oh, really? You were in Miss America before you oh, were a goalkeeper. Um, interesting. 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 Let me see your shins. So, yeah. So, uh, World Cup continues to uh, be a blast. Uh, yeah. We have uh, now, um, uh, what's that? We have uh, 
four teams decided now in the quarterfinals. Yes, yes we do. So we have, uh, what, f- uh, four more matches? Yeah, we've got uh, Brazil-Mexico tomorrow, yeah. and then we also— That's I, the one people are waiting for, I think. Yeah. At least in, over North America. Anyways. Yeah, and then I think the other match tomorrow is uh, Japan versus— we're oh, very God. prepared here. Yeah, we have nothing in front of us. So you guys go look at that and find out who's up. You know who it is because you guys have all been yeah, following the World Cup. Versus. And uh, you've all been watching every game like we have, I'm sure. Well, um, don't miss it. Sweden is playing Switzerland. So Sweden's playing Switzerland. I know that. And I know that I skip, skip me. Skip me. Pass. I was, I was trying to do that like a minute ago. <laughs> <laughs> you went Sorry. right back into Sorry, it. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, another thing I want to talk about um, is an article that came out in the AJC by sports writer oh. Jeff Schultz. Um, or as and, we call him, a sports troll in Atlanta. Yeah, so he tweeted out uh, an article that's uh, titled, uh, These are Brighter Days for Atlanta Pro Sports uh, Teams. Well, two of them. And he puts hashtag uh, Braves. Hashtag Falcons. And hashtag Hawks. That's it. That that's, seems yeah. to be, to me, it sounds like we're missing one. Yeah, people were not happy. Uh, there were a couple tweets that sort of drew my attention oh, uh, to it. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Please um, go ahead and read the tweets, but I just want to say something, and I, this is to me, to the fan base. Uh, I'm glad that there's a there's – an extensive amount of us going at him because this is absolutely ludicrous in my opinion. Jeff Schultz has historically, from my experience, and I don't have a lot of experience reading his stuff because I don't read don't a lot of him. mainstream yeah. sports stuff, uh, quote unquote. Well, but, Doug Robertson I read. But. Right. Well, Doug's our, our guy that covers Atlanta United. Um, but Jeff has written an article that covered Atlanta United at one point. It just seemed a little snarky. Uh, he doesn't seem to care about soccer uh, right. and historically has said so. Um, so this is a guy that I don't give him any benefit of the doubt. I think he, he left them out purposely. Yeah. Uh, and I think it was a snub. No, there, there, there's, 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 there's no there's no innocence on his this part. Is a he guy knew exactly what he was doing. He's a very smart guy. I don't think he forgot them. No. I don't think that what some other – or one person said that uh, – Oh, he just meant to uh, include in the article uh, that he was talking about major sports teams because that that means that's number one. Uh, Atlanta United is a major sports team yeah, it's in Atlanta. Major League Soccer. Um, and it doesn't matter that the league that they're in isn't considered a top four sport statistically in Atlanta. In this, in this nation. Let's just in, say that. Well, that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. In yeah. the league is not a top four league, but that doesn't matter. The article was about Atlanta sports teams, right? major sports teams, in Atlanta. professional sports teams in Atlanta, and it did not include Atlanta United. And to try and deflect and tar- start a discussion, which is a totally separate topic about where MLS fits in the world and all these things is a complete uh, uh, distraction, and you're conflating uh, two different things. Yes. And so uh, that was another thing I saw in there. And, and uh, it does anger me when I see a fan or someone who calls himself a Atlanta United fan who puts ATL UTD in their profile claiming to be a fan of Atlanta United jump out immediately and pretend to know the mindset of the author or the writer. Correct. And uh, 
basically become an apologist for this sports writer when the sports writer has a voice and can defend himself. It's blatant and ignorance. If he, was, he knew what he was and doing. if he thought that he messed up or made a mistake, he can come out and say such. It's You don't need to come out and be no. an apologist for an old-school dinosaur, okay, of sports journalism and protect this guy because that's not what it's about, no, okay? it's not. I'm a fan. I know fans. Our listeners are, are fans. And, and we disagree. What, and and what, what I see them saying is, no, uh, this guy is full of shit. Yeah. And Atlanta United should be included in the conversation. Absolutely. At this point especially. Absolutely. As we as, as, uh, as fans and as a fan base, we're allowed to have different opinions about the subject matter. We're allowed to have different opinions about where we think MLS stands and how we think MLS runs. But in, but in the context of the, 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 what the point of this article was in the context of what this article was saying, we all agree that MLS should have been part of the conversation 100%. And what makes me mad is that and, and, and this is in the discussion of the apologist uh, idea of, of protecting this guy is the fact that there are also, we have to realize there were editors that approved this. There were people that were affiliated with this article that let this run and didn't think, hey, maybe we should also bring Atlanta United into the conversation. And what also bothers me is that, that somebody who is a dinosaur on this whole sports network uh, or this whole idea that their MLS doesn't count as a major sport, you have to realize Atlanta United is bringing numbers. Atlanta United is bringing more eyeballs to the game. Atlanta United is bringing viewership. And uh, more importantly than all the rest of them, Atlanta United is bringing money. And I think that's great. Uh, but at this point, I don't think we have to explain that to anybody. We shouldn't like, have like, to. Like I saw people going off and starting having conversations about these statistics and well, da, 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 da. no, we don't owe, we shit, don't owe this motherfucker shit. Fuck that guy. Fuck Jeff Schultz. Fuck the horse he rode in on. He's not worth the paper that he writes on. If he can't recognize or include that Atlanta United is one are one of the four major sports teams in Atlanta, and to sit here and you know, the days of us a year and a half ago to try and point out, well, wait and see how many uh, people attended or we're having big attendance or all that stuff. He knows that shit. At this he point knows in time, that stuff. we don't have to He's clarify. He's purposely trolling. Absolutely. In my opinion. In my opinion. Now, I don't know his, you know, his motivation. But in my, my opinion, it's just a troll job. And the other point that someone made that I think uh, I didn't even think of is that by publishing this article in this way, it belittles the work and the hard work that of Doug Robertson that Doug Robertson does for uh, the fan base for covering Atlanta United and 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 treats him like he's covering a minor league team. Yep, which is a bunch of bullshit. And, and so it, that's that's mad disrespectful. Oh, for sure. And so at, again, this is not about coming back and trying to. Uh, come at this guy and try and we're, we're above that. We don't need yeah. to explain that why Atlanta United should be included. It's just a known quantity at this point. And this guy's choosing to ignore it, which makes him look even more ridiculous. Right. It's like him writing an article about the atmosphere and trying to ignore that the sky is blue. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, that, I mean, that's all I really said. I mean, you could you could expound upon this. There are plenty of people talking in the thread of his tweet. Um, I see, I mean, see my There's, dumb tattoo uh, picture because yeah, someone posted New a York link Times. to the New York Times. But in, in the context <laughs> of it, there's, there's more people reacting to this and saying things to him or explaining to him why we should be in the narrative. And, I mean, 
there are a lot of people combating the idea that we we shouldn't have to discuss this or we shouldn't have to to fight to be in this narrative but we do we 100 percent do because as long as people like this exist as long as people like this try to shit on this well i think what people are saying is not that we shouldn't have to combat it i think what people some people are saying is that we should ignore him no that we should ignore him because no because if somebody with that sort of uh, but you see what I'm saying. I, I, I understand yeah. what you're saying, and I understand what they're saying I think also, and I'm, are, I'm not I, agreeing with it. I, I think these people— Because when you have a platform, right. and you have a voice, and you're choosing to blatantly ignore something that's obviously in front of you, that's ignorance, and that's somebody who's choosing to decide what the narrative is when the narrative is not that at all. Um, Matt Moore has come in uh i just saw this reply um this has gotten i I haven't checked this thread in hours uh matt moore uh who's uh had a communications at Atlanta united said that jeff schultz is the blockbuster video of columnists he better adapt quickly or else does he know we put 71 plus k in the building yesterday not only yeah oh (laughs) boom (laughs) matt moore so I mean, it just this is great to see the front office coming out on this and coming because in they are because into basically this what he's doing is he's not only is he ignoring the fan base, not only is ignoring the sport the sports culture of Atlanta United in this town. He's ignoring the front office. He's ignoring the team. He's ignoring the the supporters. He's basically saying that all of us are supporting a minor league sport in in this country, and, this and is, it's not fair. This is why this is big for Matt Moore to jump in on this because uh, especially on social media like this, not some official memo or back channel over to AJC and saying they're disappointed, right? This is important because we do have these people that call themselves fans in our community. People who I like to say enjoy watching soccer, sure. They like to come to games, great. But in my definition, are not a true fan because they try to minimize when other fans come out and get frustrated these things or try to combat it or try to refute an article like this. And they either minimize it or ridicule our feelings about it, say that we should not be, quote unquote, outraged because whatever reason, you know. And and here we have someone from the front office saying, no, your feelings as fans, your thinking, disappointment and frustration are validated. And we agree with you that this guy is a complete joke. And and so thank you, Matt Moore. Thank you for that. Yeah. So I, I think we've given this guy enough time. Uh, out of our podcast, but uh, yeah. check out uh, if you're interested. You can go uh, at, on our Twitter timeline. No, and so please do let Jeff Schultz know your feelings. Yeah, uh, at Jeff Schultz, S C H U L T Z A G C A J C. Turn out numbers, five stripes. Yeah, uh, let's you show. Know let's show. Let, you know what? Let's just show them we're sick of the yeah. bullshit. Or just let Atlanta Journal Constitution all also yeah. know because you know what? The editor right has allowed editor. this to happen. Right to your editor. You know what? None of this bullshit of like just ignore these people and these people. No, no. it's time now. We're enough's enough. No, it's ridiculous. We're seventy-one thousand strong. Yeah, come on. Kiss my ass, Jeff Schultz. All right, what do we have Moving next on. though? <laughs> Um, well, okay, so here's a thing that I saw somewhere in the channels, and I can't remember exactly where I saw it, and, um, I, I- You're talking about Instagram, right? I'm talking about Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) We should have a Kelly Instagram segment. We should. So Kelly saw something on Instagram, and it piqued my interest, because I was like, hmm, what is this? This seems very interesting. So it was on, uh, SECA Sports. SECA, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so if you go to at SECA Sports, you'll find a very interesting post there. Something that mentions possibly the fact that Joseph Martinez might be getting a green card in the next couple of days. 
So it looks like he's with uh, a person that's in YouTube videos right. and things like that. Maybe his agent. Possibly looks um, like a manager or an or, agent. Or yes. a manager of a, the, the organization that works with him. Right. And, and this is all speculative, people. We don't know this is actual factual, with him but it smiling, seems very. And a champagne with champagne, bottle. Yeah. Congratulating, saying congratulations on getting residency in two days. Yeah. Which and this was posted, I think, today. So in 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 hindsight, that should be released on Tuesday. This would be pretty big because we suspected if if uh, we didn't have enough international slots for Remedi, unless we loaned out Gallagher down right. to Lane United two or right. something like that. Uh, so this frees up uh, a An slot, international slot, yeah, just in time, yeah, for Remedi. And uh, yet again, the lawyers are hard at <laughs> well, work. Well, we always knew that Joseph was, was eventually going to be getting one. It just depended on time. And the same with LGP. We know LGP is eventually going to get one as well. Yeah, but these things are wacky. You just don't yeah, know. Yeah, you just but, don't know. Uh, again, we keep forgetting that uh, we have a green card tree in the in the back and of the, the training the, ground. No, in the basement, really, <laughs> honestly, with all those lawyers yeah. that uh, eels uh, shackles and feeds. So you heard it here Me first. <laughs> just the same as when Garza was not going to be in the line up in Orlando but was so we don't know maybe 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 uh you know we're completely wrong here but I can get one right and I can get the other one wrong listen, so that's all the fun about rumors right uh so yeah that's Kelly's Instagram time stories for you everybody but you notice we're not putting our foot down as hard as on some of the other ones Kelly has done in the past where she was like no this is happening so we don't know we don't know at the end of the day this is just right I mean it's just a sort of a picking up a, a rumor or <laughs> p- taking pieces of the puzzle and putting them together I like clues. We're detectives. Yeah, we're, no, we are detectives. We're Instagram we, detectives. We are. No, let's be clear. <laughs> I'm an Instagram detective, and I let you know when and I'm I have your, detectives. And I'm your, uh, I'm on, and I'm your editor. <laughs> let you know what's going out. Um, it's, going out. it's, it's almost, I want to, if I'm going to say out of clarity of what I believe for it, I think I'm going to say 75, 25. Uh, okay. How many wine bottles? You could, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. So, uh, how many pizzas? Um, so yeah, let's let's uh, talk about Orlando. How many lols can you fit in there? Getting jiggy with it. Did you see that? I just went into a yeah. I see that. We had a match attendance of seventy one thousand nine hundred and thirty two. Suck it, AJC. Right, which I believe was our fourth largest attendance for Atlanta United. Yeah, it was. And it was the Wait, no. uh, f- uh, fourth largest uh, attendance that we've ever had. Hey, but um, the most important one, it was the largest attendance in the world that day. Yes, yes. So uh, MLS had a big day in general. They did. Uh, with attendance that, uh, I, yesterday. Uh, so. San Jose, the, the California Classico, got like 56,000. Yeah. They, they feel, what, the Rose Bowl, where they play? It was at Stanford. Stanford Stadium, the yeah. football state, the actual yeah, football stadium. The actual football yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, hey, that's good numbers for the league, honestly. No, and it's I'm, summertime. I'm people are coming out. You know, it's uh, it's much better than when these teams in, in the north, you see. They're, Man, they're... Zlatan had himself a game that game. Zlatan. Woo, and Wondolowski. Well, you know, he's got a he's, – he's an MLS All-Star now, so. Oh, that's right. Um, <laughs> know, or he's just my boo. He's just coming down to see me. So, coming into this game, Atlanta had played uh, the most games against the top four teams in the league. We've had the toughest league yeah. schedule. Oh, my God. Um, there were a lot of uh, just grumblings about home form and yes. frustrations yes. and uh, missed chances and missed opportunities. Oh, my God, yes. And this was our, this was our opportunity to set – uh, our, 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 so I would say sort of, sort of reignite 
A reset. It was a reset. Hit the reset button yes. on home field advantage. Mm-hmm. Get a big win. Almost and, like- into a, a, a couple away games coming forward. Uh, also, uh, you know, a, a much easier schedule yeah. overall. Yep. Uh, up until uh, end of August and September. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And uh, so it was. This was a big deal. Yeah. It's almost like we we clicked the uh, start button and we said restart. And then we just sort of restart ourselves. I don't know. Was it Evander Holyfield hitting the spike? Yes, it uh, was. <laughs> oh, my God. I got I, so excited. I, I saw that. Yeah. So I, Kelly was with me I in the club. I freaked out. I freaked out. Kelly joined me in the club section uh, with Toyota Football uh, and his friends, and we just took over the whole row. People we people, took over la- the people vacated. They could not <laughs> they couldn't handle, handle us. the constant clapping and we chanting. Literally, at one point, you and I ran back and forth. We did. We just ran roll. through the yeah. row. An excitement. And an excitement. Because yeah. we didn't care. Because we had the whole Kelly, room. by the way, has the loudest clap you've ever heard. Like, when she claps, it's like the it's like the Viking clap is going on yeah. in your section. Yep. That's, that's <laughs> um, weirdly enough. Okay, so I never did cheerleading in my life because I was not a cheerleader. Um, but I had many cheerleaders come up to me and be like, do you want to cheerlead solely because of my clap? Because yeah. I've got a lot. I, I don't know how. It's just physics. My hands just which work was well weird together. because they were literally across the other side of the football field. It was like a hundred <laughs> yards away, and they were like, "Would you like to join us?" <laughs> that, and I'm just like extremely loud. So I would have been a great cheerleader had a, that would have been something that I cared about. And uh, Trey Young, which uh, the internet lost their shit about, they did. Uh, when he was <laughs> came Man, to the he Hawks. He had himself a he had, he had a great time. Well, imagine this guy, right? Uh, he's probably like eight. We, 18, 19? Maybe he's never been to an MLS game. Imagine what he thought, like maybe what MLS was. And then right? he comes to Atlanta. He's immediately thrown into a stadium with 71,000 people. Imagine, imagine how freaked he got when he first heard the first train yeah. horn. Yeah, and then he's pulled up on the Capo stand and uh, that whole deal. He was losing his shit. I mean, I guess he doesn't realize that we're not a major sports team in Atlanta. <laughs> Nobody informed him. <laughs> you know, it's just the equivalent of going to a curling match. Wow. <laughs> I will say... I, Atlanta United and the Hawks, both both franchises, released uh, footage of Trey at the game, and I tweeted both of those tweets back to Jeff and be like, "Hey Jeff, just in case you wanted some research, yeah, here's Atlanta United. Yeah, it's a major league sport in your opinion, but yeah. here you go. Put on your bifocals, you fucking dinosaur, and fucking look at it. Um, uh, Not to mama. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with bifocals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a gotta sla- love that's a, me. That's a sl- that's just a that's just a terrible slant against pi- bifocals. I take it, it is. back. It um, is. Uh, but did you get my dinosaurs reference? <laughs> no, I didn't. Have you never seen the TV show Dinosaurs? No. Serious? The ones with the claymation ones? No. Like it, the old 1990s? No, 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 no. It was like it was in the 1990s. It was people in like dinosaur like they were in these full costumes and they were walking around as dinosaurs. It was like a full on. TV show. Have you never seen the dinosaurs? It sounds like something that would have been in um, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire or something. Like, no, like, like I gotta, okay. So <laughs> when we get done with this, I gotta show you what it is. But there's basically a little baby in the dinosaurs TV show, and his two catchphrases are, and I can do them so well, and they're one of my favorite things. But they go, "Not the mama." Oh, I remember, remember now that, that annoying yeah. thing. Yes, I. And it goes, I was. Gotta a, love me. Was it Nickelodeon or something or uh, one of the? Sh- like a main TV show. But TV yeah. Channel oh no, it. it was like an adult show. Yes, it was an adult show. Yes, it was on for like a season or two yes. before it canceled. Oh my god, it was so bad. I remember Not it though. Oh, uh, that's why. Yeah, that phrase right there is probably why I got canceled. Love me. Yeah, those voices. Oh my god. It's the only thing that I can ever like mimic. 
Yeah. I've, I'm so proud of myself for it, but nobody knows what I, whenever I do it, they're like, I, don't I know bet that's actually about. what Jeff Schultz sounds like. <laughs> he's actually like, he sounds like a, <laughs> not your mama. <laughs> like yeah. Gotta love me. Uh, <laughs> Uh, You're welcome. Everybody. Also, shout out to Toyota Football. If you don't know Toyota Football, follow him at uh, Toyota Football. T i o t a l football. It was his birthday. It was his birthday. Happy birthday. Um, Which, by the way, when you get to see the picture of him on Jay's account, that's an actual. That's an actual picture. There's yeah, that, no. There's some will no say it's Photoshop. Some will say it's Photoshop. Some will say that, but that's like literally what he looks like. And uh, he's a great guy. He's a stats nerd. Uh, he does things for ASA, which is Analysis Evolved, uh, on Twitter as well, and has written articles for Dirty South Soccer. Yeah. Uh, very insightful articles on formations, uh, statistics, and yeah. analysis. He's uh, just smart. And very smart guy, and he loves uh, beer and chicken tenders. That's all I know about him uh, <laughs> at Mercedes Benz. I just formulate all my opinions about people on what I, you know, yeah, soak in about yeah. them at the tailgates and at the at the Benz. So, so are we? Ta- oh, so I know that we've decided to start talking about Orlando, but um, can we before we start talking about that? Can we talk about the tifo? Yes, yes. Let's talk about the tifo. Holy cow! Yeah. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah. It was so good. So if anybody hasn't seen the TIFO, it's basically this huge it's huge. It's probably one of the biggest TIFOs we've done. But it's basically of, it's big, yeah. Yeah. So it has and I'm pretty sure it's Tito it's Tito on the TIFO. I would presume so. So it's Tito sitting on the Game of Thrones Iron Throne. He's kneeling. No, in he's front sitting of the on thro- it. No. Oh, okay. Because it looked like he was kneeling the, with the, with no, the no, no, spike. No. He's sitting on the throne with a sword in his hands. And it's like he's leaning on the sword, but he is legitimately sitting on the Iron Throne. And then he's got two lions slayed next to him. And they are basically the lions from The Lion King. They they look kind of like Scar, but they are just two lions resembling... Uh, lions from the Lion King. So he's sitting. He's sitting. It is a sword. Okay. For yeah. at first, I didn't see the top of the handle. I thought it no, might no, be no. like a spike, but yeah. No, it it looks. It's I understand how you see that it looks yeah. like a spike, but it's a sword, and it says "Kings of the South," and on the other side, it says "Unite and Conquer." And it's. I two just think de- it's one of the best tifos we've done. Two dead Disney lions. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Two uh, dead Disney lions sitting on the floor next to him. You could really tell the Halo board team had a blast with this one. Oh my because god! Because they right? always try to do elements that go with it, whether it's like the big so- like the big column board uh, that's next to the support section, like whether they do flames, well, they have flames or whatever, or whatever, right? And or up on the Halo board, they do something. This time they went all out, right? They had uh, Braguzan in a throne. They had, they had uh, Joseph. They Miggy. had Miggy. They had Tito. Um, I think that's the only four well, they, that they did. They rotated but, through those, and yeah. then the flags of each of the major supporters yes. groups would flash in front of it and then fade to the background right. behind the throne. Right. Uh, and, and, uh, and then, and then like during, it was weird. Like it was a 70th minute, 75th minute or 85th minute, something like that. And they brought it back we're sitting up. there and it's uh it's like three or four, maybe it was four nil already. Maybe no, it's no, 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 no. It was, it was three, three nil. nil. And then and all of a the fourth you, goal came, but you all of a sudden you just hear, and it's just kind of quiet and there's something, you know, I forget what happened is substitution or throwing. And all of a sudden you just heard, it's good to be king. And then I was like, oh! I honestly think, okay, so uh, Mickey was the one that got the last goal. Right. He got the fourth goal. And I think that that they were announcing the goal and Mickey's substitution. And then the good announcer, whoever the announcer was, it was like, it's good to be king. It sounded pre-recorded. It did. And no, it was live. No, but I'm saying the 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 the... the the audio sounded yes, like the, the, the pre-record because it didn't sound like our normal announcer. Um, and then the uh, the entire entire time during the game, they were flashing stats uh-huh. that were oh, this that was were so good. trolling 
uh, Orlando. Like, so after the, our first, after our first goal, yeah. which was, by the way, three fucking minutes in, <laughs> uh, Orlando, not Orlando, but uh, Atlanta United put this on the. Go ahead, because you know what it is said. Well, I mean, all it said was that uh, it put up a statistic uh, of why Bendik is the second worst at saves. Uh, the season. Yes. <laughs> After the goal. After the first and goal. I was like, oh, man. Three minutes in, guys. Dude, Elaine, I had front office and the media team don't give a fuck. They don't. They don't give a fuck, bro. No, they don't. Oh, man. Oh, it was such a good game. They were so ready for this, too. That's they the were. great thing is it's it's one thing like the fans are ready for like a game or that sort of right. stuff or they're, you know, they do their TIFO or they do their own flags. But when you equally could tell that the front office team and the media team are equally as psyched and just mm-hmm. pumped up for the game as you are yeah. and just want to fucking rip them you know just as much as you I'm do rip them a new one yeah and uh, i think your laptop died no it didn't okay no it's just laptop. the screenshot dude screen i've got like probably 75 percent. yeah yeah 66 so my laptop doesn't die i know so we're recording on <laughs> kelly's laptop today because <laughs> i forgot my power charger because that's Whoa. how we roll. So anyway, let's talk about let's talk about the game, right? So uh, a few things stand out to me about the importance of this game. One, we talked about, and I said many times how important it was for us to get an early goal. I didn't I didn't necessarily knew know that an early goal meant three minutes in, but I'm fine with it. Um, that was great to me. By the way, uh, another beautiful cross uh, cross, a beautiful cross from Julie Gressel. Do you need another sip of wine? <laughs> I have one beside me. I can go for it. But no, I'm just saying another beautiful cross from Julian Gressel. It was timed just as well as he does all of his other crosses. There were moments during the game, though, and we're going to talk about this, about how um, obviously Nagby was not in the formation, so we had to slot Julian Gressel into the eight role. There were a, a, a bunch of times that both me and Jay were sort of talking during the game, and we noticed that – Gressel was having a little bit of hesitation between the the idea that he needed to be the eight and also trying to move out right towards the wing. I don't know if it was hesitation, though. I just thought it was funny that that the way Orlando was playing was giving space to the wing and allowing Julian the space to roam right. Yes. And so it was uh, it was funny because he would always end up on the right side anyways. Yeah. Even though people were like, well, he's only good at the right wing. Well, he was on the fucking right. That's where he, I mean, that's how he, that's why he put in the cross. You yeah. know what I mean? So don't fucking worry about it. You know, uh, uh, I saw something that Josh said was basically that uh, Gressel's so natural to, to sort of slot to the right and Miggy's so natural to sort of uh, slot to the left that, that uh, when it came down time for them to cover both grounds and also meet in the middle, it was sort of like a weird, weird way of like perfect, perfectly covering that entire pitch in that way, like the left, the right, and the middle. Yeah, I mean, uh, Orlando, the way Orlando played allowed Miggy and Gressel a lot of freedom. Yes, and and I think it. I think Gressel has already shown that he's capable of of uh, doing well in multiple roles and adapting to his new 100%. partnership partnerships in the field and communicating well. Um, and Larry is all, also already such a great communicator. You see him on the field, you know, communicating uh, with, with Andrew when Andrew Carlton came on later and stuff. You can see right. see that. Same um, with LGP. LGP yeah. uh, took uh, Carlton and, to the side as well. But I think it didn't hurt. That Orlando was playing in a formation that was you could argue okay three five two or is it a five three two most of the first half 
um, that allowed a lot of freedom and and Gressel to to really end up going where he wanted. Uh, same same thing with Miggy. And so there's a lot of fluidity to it. It worked very well. Mm-hmm. I thought Gressel had one of his best matches of the season in that role. Okay. I thought that uh, it was a toss up between um, uh, Larry, uh, Mikey, and Gressel for man of the match. I, uh, I also thought Escobar had a great game. Escobar had a good game. But I think between those three, um, you know, they really had the biggest impact to me. Uh, Larry was yeah. just shutting down and frustrating question. Larry was a beast. Just Will Johnson getting, I mean, just making runs up yeah. the field. Oh um, my gosh. He was everywhere on that pitch uh, that there's, day. There, okay. So there's actually a quote that I want to read out and, and we all know that uh, Mikey got the man of the match award, right? right? So he got the guitar, right? He had 87% passing percentage. He had that wonderful save on the, oh, off right? the line. The where, boy scout save. Well, he started on the left post and he migrated over, and he had the positional awareness to get over behind Guzan, and then though, so he was in a position to make the play. Yes, he was to stop uh, to stop the ball from going. Which across is normally the line. where we see Escobar, which is kind of interesting. Well, it's a set piece; it's a corner. Yeah. So uh, I think we just had Mikey on on that post, and then Escobar had come out to make the initial play, and then there was a deflection, and right. then the ball was moving around, and then right. Escobar was already you know out of position at that point. Right. But there's one thing that I want to sort of um, comment back to all of you guys. It was uh, Tata's post-match comments. And this was um, on Jeff Lawrence's performance tonight and uh, or last night and uh, being able to play fast and create chaos. The, for the, the first two lines is sort of what I want to reiterate to you guys. So uh, Tata said, Jeff, for my taste, was the best player on the field tonight. I know they gave Mikey the guitar. But I would have gave uh, I would I would give a drum set to Jeff for his performance. So basically, uh, Tata acknowledged the fact that Jeff had an incredible night last night. He plowed through the midfield. At, at, at times, we were both me and Jay were watching this match, and we were like, "Oh my God, Larry is killing these guys." He yeah, was I mean, walking he, over them. He was plowing through them. Just, I mean, he just totally plowed through. Will Johnson just fell over like. Like he was a piece of paper. Uh, he is a piece of paper. There, I mean, he did miss that sitter. <laughs> we want to talk about how bad that was. I mean, that I, was like, give me a goal. I'm ready to go in. And he was like, Meh. you know, uh, on any other for any other player, the first reaction would be like, okay, that's pretty funny. And but granted, the ball did come out at him pretty quickly, awkwardly. But he, you right. know, but because Will Johnson, fuck that guy. <laughs> You fucking clown. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, Uh, He he ended up getting taken off uh, uh, later in the match. Uh, He had probably one of the worst performances he's ever had ever had that I've seen. Uh, I haven't watched every Orlando game, but typically he's he does pretty well roaming around that right side. He's typically one of the better players for them. And he had a he had it. Well, not against us. When when he plays us, he just turns to fucking goes to shit. shit. So uh, obviously we are his kryptonite. Uh, Will Johnson. So in, enjoy uh, riding the pine. I hope your coach sits you for the rest of the season, you piece of shit. Wow. Um, and uh, with that, um, Miggy finally opened his bank account again. <gasps> Miggy! He lost his debit card. Miggy! He had to get a new one sent to him. He did. Yeah, it took a couple. <laughs> it took a couple months for the card to come back to yeah, him. Yeah, it was. But he got the card. I think it. what was it yesterday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yesterday morning, he got the card back, put it in his wallet, and he was good to go. Made a couple purchases. He did. Uh, yeah. A cu- uh, one through the <laughs> arm, and then one through the legs. But he, he, he. You know, he was like, you know what? Just some, some slight spinning right now. I'll get back to Nothing it. Nothing like a bendic nutmeg. 
<laughs> oh. Abinic armeg and abinic nutmeg. Yeah. Yeah. Say that five times fast. Um, oh, I can't. I don't want to do you that. Can. <laughs> you can't even say people's names right in the Twitters. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much, Joe. And then, uh, I mean, thank you for that early gold, Joseph, by the way, because I think it, it could have been a totally different match. I could have, um, yeah. Because they did try to stay somewhat disciplined. But, can we hold uh, on time out? Because we after we, that goal, but it just uh, they, they couldn't they couldn't keep it going. No, can we? Can we? Because we we were we were. Are you sure you don't want to drink another glass no. of wine? Because I feel hold like on. maybe it would no, help. Stop. So we rewatched the highlights from the match, and we both said that once uh, Joseph scored that goal. His coming up and walking from away from that goal oh, was yeah. probably Watch. the smoothest thing we've ever seen. It's in one our of the lives. smoothest things I've seen. Is he slides on the turf uh, and as he's kicking it into the back of the net, and, and then, as everybody, as like three defenders are still laying in the ground, the goalkeeper is laying in the ground. By the way, check out Sam J Jones. Sam was it a Sam underscore. J. I don't I know what his Twitter. Twitter Sam, Sam check Jones. Out, from check out Sam South. Jones Twitter account. He has a video of this. That's that's hilarious. It's probably too. one of the funniest things I've seen. But uh, he just slides and and just. All of a sudden, he just pops. pops up, yeah, and just starts walking, yeah. Like, doesn't even look no, at the goal, no doesn't look deal. at the ball, no big deal. Acts like nothing happened, yeah, yeah. Uh. Fucking <laughs> sweet. Number, I love you, Joseph Martinez. Fifteen. Yeah, I, that number ma- fifteen. That mask is staying off, by the way. Oh no, he's not putting that shit yeah. back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, hell no. So, mask hell jo- no. Mask Joseph is done. He's gonna. You know what? If anything, if the nose isn't right, he's gonna get some sort of surgery later yeah. in the season so uh one of the other things that really impressed me is that last goal that miggy had was the 80th minute or 80th i don't remember Fuck yeah it. no i don't uh, remember he that. uh he just hits the turbo button the <laughs> dude just smokes the defender i forget who who it, it was I, oh it was specter specter was that t- i'm talking about the last not uh, not oh I'm sorry I'm talking about the which was the goal where he just was middle of the field he was running down the middle of the field not where he burnt not where he, Spectre's all over him and he nutmegs Bendik but the the first that's one, not that's no the, the first, first so the first goal was Joseph the second goal was Tito to Joseph to Miggy that was the Joseph Miggy connection that was probably in the 60th minute some like 65th minute something around there. And then, oh, I see what you're saying. You so, see what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah. then the next one was when um, a pass was sent to Joseph, and Joseph dummied it to Miggy. Miggy hit it. It hit the crossbar, came back out. Joseph missed it. Barco, and then Barco then scored that one. And, and great then the for last, Barco for getting one, too. Oh, for sure, because yeah. he also needed that confidence but, as know, well. That, oh, man, and when then that, the last when, one when was when hit, Miggy just like when that hit the crossbar, new one. I was like, not again. Like, fucking... Can, can we not get these fuckers in? Like, even though Miggy had already scored a goal, I was yeah. like, motherfucker. And then there, Barco was right there but to you know, in. But you know what, though? Like, if, eventually that's not going to hit the crossbar. And that's going to probably be the, one of the most well, beautiful it, goals it, we've seen. Well, I mean, well, he, he, yeah, I mean, he scored twice, so we know he can do it. It's just, a, I just like, I really wanted him to get that one. because Joseph, it would have been, been a one. I'm not talking about Joseph. I'm talking about Miggy scored his brace. I'm yeah. saying that if. If he hadn't hit that crossbar, it would have been, been the a, sweetest fucking goal. Yeah, it uh, would have. And uh, but yeah, he just seems to hit the turbo button when he's burning that guy in the uh, what's fifty fifth minute. It says so. I'm way me, off. And uh, and then uh, yeah, I mean Spectre just got he straight up clown Spectre. Oh, for and sure. And this is where sometimes we get frustrated because like when he's in the box and um, you know people be all over him, he mm-hmm. won't go down. No. And you're like, God damn it, go down. But now, but this is this is what he does. I mean, yeah. any other player. 
you know, what running, have at, gone running down? at that pace what have gone with down? someone the size of Spectre just leaning on him, trying to drag him down, fucking just smoked him. Didn't give no. a shit. Shrugged him off. Get the fuck off me. No, and there were there yeah. were moments when you're watching that run from Mickey and you're thinking, like, how is he pulling away from this guy? Because the guy literally had a hold on him. He had a hold on his arm. He had a hold on his jersey. And any other player, had it been in this league, in the La Liga, and, and fucking the EPL, the, the player would have gone down, but Mickey was like, fuck it. I'm going to go for it. And he got a goal from it. Yeah. And it, and we, we were already we, up 3 0. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter because if you also watch the goal, this is one of the things that both me and Jay said when we rewatched the highlights. His left foot was hit so fast, you almost can't see the left foot being hit. And then, and, and, and again, when you go back, you talked about, um, you know, the conversation that was had with Tata, the press conference when he was talking about Jeff. One of the other things that Tata said is that Miggy's commitment is immense to this team. Yeah. And you see it when, you know, one of the things that we talked about, we were getting concerned beforehand is we were mm-hmm. like, you know, is his mind on transfers? Leaving, right. Is there something going on? At the end of the day, his commitment is never in question. And that was not what we were getting at. And I think, but I think he put that to bed. I right. think today he said, no, you no. know, Jay Kelly, you're crazy. <laughs> uh, Solely to us. I, Nobody else. I'm not thinking about that bullshit. And if I am, it's not affecting my gameplay. And uh, because he made a play where he came all the way back defensively and saved oh, our saved right. our saved our nuts. Oh Fuck. shit, man, that yeah. was a great play. <laughs> just popped out of nowhere and then you know ran it up the right and just you know uh, I can't even. We ended up they ended, we ended up losing possession at some point, we but, did, but, but he still was. Yeah, uh, it, he almost looked like, like a center back at that point, and I I remember seeing the play happen and I was like, oh shit, who is that? And I yeah. go, oh my god, that's Miggy. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the, the crowd erupted after that because they realized who it was. He's a fucking ninja. Yeah. Fucking ninja. It was such a great play. Guys, soak it, it in. So, soak it in while we can. Oh, mm, oh, wonderful. So with that, Orlando has <laughs> eight <laughs> losses, bitch. Oh, my goodness. So what, they thought Caleb Porter would want the job. As great as Gress... <laughs> yeah. Now, as as great as Gressel was, uh, I'm very curious to see how he does. And we'll talk about that in a little bit um, yeah. when we go on the road. Because, granted, this was under uh, the lights of 71,000 fans playing right. a team that is probably the worst team in the league at the moment or Correct. playing like it anyways. Correct. And so we, we need to see how he does uh, in the next couple of games because we got we got some road a couple road matches, boom, yeah. boom, right in a row. Yes, we do. But the important thing is that we're currently ranked first uh, in the East. Suck it, sucker. And uh, mind the gap. We're we're first Switched. not only in the league, but we're also first in the uh, supporter shield. And mind the gap. Uh, Swixter says, uh, as he likes to say, uh, Orlando City is in ninth, ninth place with nineteen points. Nine. Yeah. Nine. 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 Yeah. That's a German thing. You should know that because you were supported Germany at one point. I know, I know what nine means. <laughs> Uh, but I support Croatia now, so go Croatia. Uh, and then also we're in the CCL out. race, we are first place. Yes. We're really taking the lead here because Chicago helped us out. They did. They So Chicago won against uh, NYCFC, what was it, three? Two, I think. Two, I think. Yeah. Uh, which is also interesting because it's, um, this is one of the things. Katai scored Katai twice. Katai scored twice. Was it twice or was it three? Three I, times. I think he scored a brace. 
I think, okay, yeah. if anything, it was definitely a brace. But Katai has been one of their leading goal scorers for that team. He's been one of the best players. He's been motivating that team. Through Too bad league. he's not allowed to play after Saturday because <laughs> there's no loan yeah, extension. Yeah, he basically, <laughs> his loan ended last night at midnight. Yeah. So he is not a part fucking of done. Chicago Fire, which is so interesting that, that one of the people that's, that's been your top goal scorer, the one of the people that, that's really been leading your team, and you're letting his contract expire. Is yeah, what are you going to do, lean on Alan Gordon? I mean, you know, the yeah, guy they're gonna hope the guy makes a good Alan dick in a shoe picture, but you Pretty know, he, he's not consistent uh, no. enough to to be your guy. So. He makes a wonder goal every one <laughs> one right. out of five games. That's right. He's old. You can't too. count he's on old. that. Uh, Same with Bastion Swinesteig. You're not gonna get anything out of that. Why are you letting Alexander Katai go because you're what hoping to get Fernando Torres? Come you know on. What? I'm fine with it because they did what they needed to. They used Katai to knock NYCFC down a peg. They're now four points behind us in the CCL race. Oh, you know what? And Hold on. You know Let's... what? Don't extend his loan. I hope you fall out of the playoff picture um after beating us in the open cup like kiss my ass i don't give so a shit while we're while we we started this um in uh new york red bulls and toronto we're playing a game so let me figure out what that score you do that. is so coming up uh we have dallas on the road um on july 4th fireworks i hope mm-hmm. everybody yep. got their fourth of july scarf which looks like it's made out of uh the heaviest cotton or something you could possibly do Genius guys, oh when making God. a summer like a July so Fourth scarf, let's make the let's make the heaviest material possible. So enjoy your enjoy sweating to death in those. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Elaine and I headed to, to FC Dallas to Frisco uh, to to play them. Uh, Dallas typically they play like in a four three three. They just played Minnesota, where they barely I would say barely squeaked out a one nil win, but only because Minnesota was so terrible in front of goal, they missed <laughs> about thirty seven thousand shots. Uh, um, in front of goal. That's on record. It is 37,000. Yes, 37,000. Yes. Broke the record. Mm-hmm. They could not put it back in the net worth their life. Uh, but it's 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 interesting. They should have won that match because uh, Minnesota traditionally does not. They play like at a 4-2-3-1. Um, you know, this uh, very similar style like when they beat us last year, yeah. uh, to be honest. Okay, and hold on. Time out. Uh, so New York Red Bulls lost to Toronto okay. 1-0. So the New York. Toronto no, helping no, no, us sorry, out. No, 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 Toronto no, helping no, no. us out. Correction, Hel- correction. What? Hold on, sorry. The Toronto have lost the New York Red Bulls. Oh, God damn it. So the New York Red Bulls have gotten all three points I'm from sick that of game. fucking Red Bulls. Uh, so... Toronto, step the fuck up, man. Do your job. Just step up enough to beat the top four. Yeah. And the then step the top, fuck back down. When we, when we mean and the then top step four, the f- hold on. When we mean the top four, we mean everybody below us. And then step the fuck back down. And then step the fuck down. Uh, <laughs> so, because I still would never want to play Toronto in the playoffs. Oh, no. Um, God, no. Because uh, I just magically, they're going to become the greatest fucking yeah. team ever. The Eventually, last when uh, Altidore comes back and then they just make their stupid run for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, so, Minnesota played Dallas in a 3-5-2, which really stifled them most of that match. Uh, SC Dallas, when you watch them, they're puzzling because they are not – they don't play – they don't seem to be particularly dynamic. Um, right. You have a Rudy, who's sort of their main front right. guy, right, um, right, right. and he's got six goals and assists, but it's really uh, Lamar who has put away the most goals for them, seven goals, four assists. Um, but they they play – seem inconsistent and disjointed, it's difficult because they're second in the Western Conference right now. Are we talking about their away form or the, their home form? Well, the Western – well, we'll talk about that too. But the in the Western Conference right now, which the Western Conference is wide open, so yeah. it seemed like they just jumped up all of a sudden. They and did. now they're all of a sudden they're second. They, they you know, are. Uh, they're undefeated at home when you talk about home versus yeah, away form. Yeah, guys, undefeated. 
fucking defeated yeah. at home. Uh, they only have two losses on the road, which were against NYCFC in April and the New York Red Bulls on June 23rd. Which, by the way, let's let's look at that. Okay, NYCFC is a team that we've consistently drawn upon. We've draw we've drawn with them, drawn draw. Whatever. You're having a day. I, am. <laughs> I forget so my laptop and have, she forgot not, how to speak English. We have, we have not uh, garnered more than one point from any game we've ever played against, played against NYCFC this year. Same with the New York Red Bulls. We have not gotten three points and or one point. Listen, this they're year two of the most them. difficult teams in the Eastern Conference. And that's who they lost to. And they lost to them. Uh, so their losses, it's not like they've lost against uh, a bunch of schmoes. And. Um, it, it, but they're a difficult team to understand. I, I I don't know how much stock to put into their record when you look at how they played against Minnesota and the game that they played before that. There's a lot of question marks um, okay, around well, Minnesota their team. Was away. Um, I, either way, they they they're a team that obviously are dangerous at home. Okay. I mean that's all that matters, right? Yeah. But yeah, at absolutely. the same at the same time, there's a lot going on right now. You have Yeah, let's talk Paul, about this. Let's talk pa- about this. You have Paul Tenoria reporting uh that there's an Arabic language media report uh and social media chatter connecting Mauro Diaz, uh, uh which is the number ten uh, yes. midfielder. It's uh, their most basically their most important player. Yeah, with a move to uh Shabab Al Haghi, Dubai F C um Based in Dubai, and uh, which the club is seven-time uh, UAE league champion. So it's a great, it's a great club. So that's 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 well, not <laughs> UAE standards. <laughs> yeah, in the desert. Yeah, yeah. But but basically, what the the point of this is the fact that FC Dallas is getting rid of their number ten, their most important player for allocation money. Is, is it for allocation money? They're 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 you're, they're either getting gam or tam from this, aren't you? I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works. <laughs> nor, nor do I, I mean, but I'm assuming that's Game or Tam. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a trade outside of uh, of the league, so I don't think it's a Tam or Gam thing. Um, they're trading him, though. Well, yeah, they're selling him to, to a foreign, foreign right, team. Right, so the money that's coming in. Well, not everything is Tam or Gam, but I, I don't know how that stuff works. Okay, so, I don't either. Uh, yeah. I, so this is when we contact Teodal Football, and <laughs> somebody like uh, Joe from Dirty Zell Soccer to explain these things to us. But basically, the the point the the point of the matter is the fact that if you think of it this way, they're selling their Miguel Amaron in the middle of the season with no clear cut replacement. Yeah. So what does that do? I mean, uh, to to this guy's head, where is his head at? Right. Um. You know, he he knows he's going. He is statistically he's got two goals and five assists. He's he's on the older end of the spectrum. Uh, he was probably at one point, you know, if not the best, one of the best number 10s in MLS. Uh, the good. guy, the guy is a lot of fun to watch. Oh, so we yes. don't know how that's going to impact him. Right. Or impact the team around him and that sort of thing. Um, either way, uh, it's going to be a, a difficult game, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and it gets fucking hot out there, too. It does. They're gonna, there's going to be a hydration break. Without it's going to be hot as shit, uh, and uh, and on defense, by the way, they do have a couple veterans. I mean, they have Cannon and then Matt Hedges. By the right. way, Matt Hedges looks like a drummer from a pop punk band. I just realized <laughs> this when he was playing Minnesota. I just thought that I tweet. Nobody liked my tweet. I tweeted. I, I, also, I, fo- I photoshopped him into a band, and nobody I, liked I it. Know. So yeah. they also have Jesse Gonzalez, which has been a, a U.S. Men's National Team goalie. prospect. Yeah yeah, 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 absolutely. So he's a he's a great goalie. I mean, he hasn't had the season like um, most of, like Fry or. Uh, uh, Fry, Fry's getting murdered right Fry's now in Seattle, right. Kelly. So, what Stephen, are you talking about? Hold on, Stefan or Robles or any of 
that they have had. But, I mean, Gonzalez is still a very good goalkeeper. I'd say he's up there with those guys. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, totally. Same with Goose. <laughs> okay. Goose is in, his le- in a league of his own, but, you know. So we just want to remind you that Brad Guzan's a good keeper, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, smart ass. I'm just saying, like, you're like, oh, yeah, and Goose. Don't forget Goose. Like, we would forget We wouldn't forget Guzan. Goose. Yeah. Whatever. All right, so uh, I have a, I have a T-shirt of Goose. I understand that. So obviously, like I have no issues with. Well, the with man. the way you're talking about Stephen Fry, I thought maybe you had a Fry T-shirt. <laughs> I'm ignoring everything you're saying now. You can continue the conversation, but I'm just gonna blame. Oh, you know that Stephen Fry with that team that's had like 50 no. goals unloaded. <laughs> I'm gonna Jeff Schultz you right now and exclude you. I'm from not the, the one narrative. that brought up a goalkeeper on one of the worst team in fucking in the Western Conference. You're trash, Jay. So, uh, but they do they do have uh, weaknesses like we talked about. You know, they did only squeak by that win. I I, I feel like Minnesota, if they weren't so trash, they sh- any other team would have would have beaten FC Dallas in that game. Uh, so I think this is we've and and listen, guys, we've shown it. We've gone up to NYCFC. Right. When they never lost a game up there. At home, no. We drew them. Yes. Columbus. Yes. One of the hottest uh, home form teams at the time. For sure. We beat them, right? Mm-hmm. Three whole points we took out of that city. We can do this, guys. We can do it. It's, it's just confidence. And, and this is this, this Especially more Especially coming to the off team. this win is so, that's why oh, it's so important. Oh, for sure. So important. Because we get a bounce from there straight into a July 7th match as well. Right. And, so. and, and this is sort of where we fully get to see what a Gressel and a number eight is going to do for us. And I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to run the same formation that we ran here because they want to keep on that formation. They want to keep to see what Gressel can do in the number eight. And I feel like uh, we're just going to smoke FC Dallas. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I think we're definitely going to play a three, five, two of this. I mean, a lot of times we don't know what the formation three, will five, be. Two or four, two, three, one. I think we're going to play a three, five, two, especially after watching Minnesota stifle FC Dallas with that formation. Tactically, I think we're going to play a three-five-two away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But we played a four-two-three-one going against Orlando. Did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we were at home. Yeah. Okay, so how how do you see the formation lining up in a three-five-two? Then we're playing at home against a team that we knew was going to sit back. Okay. FC Dallas. I'm not so sure they're going to play that's, that way. That's I, putting that's putting Gressel in a more defensive. I think line, da- attacking I think role. So then you're changing Gressel for Kratz. Is what you're doing. No, I think we could still play Gressel in that in that role. Yeah, I don't think so. Why not? Because Gressel is a more attacking-minded player. I think if, if you're going to slot him in for Nagby on that eight role, you're going to slot him either in a four. I think this is a myth. I think it's a myth that, that Kratz is somehow more defensively minded than than Gressel. I think Gressel has been in, not been played in a lot of positions where he's had to play defensively, but I think he can do the job. When we, I saw, we saw that when we played him as right back in the three-five-two. How you know he's played as a almost practically a right back. I mean, you know, he okay, so can play defensively. Look at, look That's at it not this way. When, when, we played our, when we played Orlando yesterday, right, we eventually switched our formation to a 3-5-2. We did. After we scored the fourth goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kratz came in, and Gressel moved to a right back formation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Gressel took the number eight. But what and is being Kratz, 4-0 up and making some substitutions no, sorry, Gressel k- have anything right to do with Gressel's ability to play defensively? Because that's it what you said. It doesn't. Okay, I'm saying in the and the idea of a number eight and the idea of who replaces Nagby in that formation. I understand. If that. we're talking about a three-five-two formation, we're talking about Kratz being in that formation, and we're talking about not putting Tito in the starting lineup because we're going to put Gressel now in a right back. No. 
I'm talking okay. about starting Tito. No, I don't think it's going to happen. Why wouldn't you start Tito when you have him? Why would you not start Tito? And when Gressel played so well in that number eight role. Gressel played so well in that number eight role when we had the four horsemen up front. Okay. We're so not, put Tito up there. That's, that's <laughs> not... Theory. What are you talking about? Tito's up there. We're in a more defensive formation. We're in a 3-5-2, correct? Are you agreeing with me on that? Well, it's not as attacking. Yeah. Correct. So, from what I can see with what has been done between formations with a 3-5-2 and a 4-2-3-1, I have noticed that in a 4-2-3-1... So, because of... They're pre- co- hold on, hold on, let me finish. In a 4-2-3-1, they're comfortable with putting Tito as a right winger. Would you agree with me on that? I believe because Tito was injured, he lost his spot, and Gressel was being played in that position. And because he was playing well, it, until until Gressel was deemed as not playing well in that position, they weren't going to start Tito there. But now that Tito's healthy, they want Tito on the field starting at all times. And now that Gressel has played well in that position, Tito will start in the 3-5-2. That's my opinion. And your opinion is that they will go back to putting Gressel on the right and putting Kratz in the middle, which I think would be a mistake to move him back out of that role after he's started to train in that position and do well in that position. So, you know, that's we just disagree. We agree to disagree. Yes, exactly. We'll see who's right I, very I, soon. But I'm Let just, us know, guys. Tweet tweet at us, uh, at UnrallyTL, what, what do you think the formation is going to look like? I'm really yeah. curious uh, and to also hear your, what your po- points your, of view. Your uh, goal, your goal, um, guesses are the scoring. The I'm telling you. Do you need another glass of water? <laughs> score I've, predictions? Have, uh, thank you. Score predictions. I, I've had a day. I mean, I've been overwhelmed by World Cup. It's terrible. I have. I'm sorry. I've only been hiking for six hours today. I've, you know uh, what? <laughs> That's your choice, okay? I'm, That's your choice. I'm not the one calling. What were you calling a second ago? Gold. Gold. Shut up. Okay. Right, we're, just... we're moving on. <laughs> we're moving on. Oh, man. Fuck Orlando. All right. I just want to throw that in there uh, <laughs> for no reason. Um, score predictions uh, coming out for the Dallas match. Oh, we're going to we're going to do that. Well, uh, we're not going to get together uh, to do a podcast Shit. again before Fourth of July. Yeah. By the way, guys, we're not doing a podcast for the actual away match in FC Dallas because it's the Fourth of July. We're humans. We want to celebrate with friends and family. Give us some time, please. Yeah, plus we got the games back to back, so we'll yeah. we'll have plenty. We'll we'll be able to recap uh, the July Fourth game for sure. when we do uh, the watch party at Rocky Mountain Pizza <gasps> on July seventh, guys. Join uh, us. Join us. It'll start at like four or five o'clock. Uh, they're yeah. doing the dedication, the official dedication of the mural, absolutely on the wall uh, outside of Rocky Mountain Pizza. It's pizza. The faction beer. trailer will be there. For sure. It's yeah. gonna be a big party. We'll go ahead and you know tweet out all this stuff to it's let you know where it's at and how to get there. It's basically the tailgate without being in yeah, the gulch. It's a tailgate before the July seventh match. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and be there, and we'll be recording there as well. So. And and one of the things I think is really kind of cool about this is that's the first place we ever recorded. It is. So that, that's like, our pilot that's episode like, yeah. place. We've so been back there since. I know. And that makes me super happy because I can get a Mark West bottle of wine for 50 months. We're going to recreate the pilot episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get so drunk, guys. Hold on to your seats. <laughs> it's about oh, to get crazy. But I'm, I'm excited. So let's let's go into score predictions. Okay. So go ahead with what you think the score is going to be. Yeah. I mean... I think it's going to be a hot and difficult game. Uh, I think that it will end up being 
2-1 Atlanta United. I think we're going to ruin their party. I don't think it's going to be a draw. I think we're going to shell shock them coming out of the the gates, and I think it's going to open up the the game a little bit. Um, I'm not. Sh- I don't know honestly. I haven't watched enough FC Dallas to know if they're going to press us or not because, uh, you know, uh, New York Red Bulls and Kansas City have that that they put that press on us that that really made it difficult for us. Um, if they do something like that, you know, that may may throw a wrench into my my prediction, but we'll see. I haven't watched enough either to be sure, but my feeling is two two. Draw two two. Yeah. Boom. I feel like it's gonna be it, it's gonna be open scoring. I feel like FC Dallas is gonna get the first goal. We're gonna counter and then I think we're gonna score another goal and we'll be up two one and then I feel like come the last few minutes they're gonna put one in on us. Yeah. I, I don't know. I hope the heat doesn't wreak havoc on the entertainment I, of the I, game and the pace of the game because so far, uh, um, however, I will say though, out of all of the players that have been prepared for it, I think that we are the most prepared because I feel like they've they felt that our training before. ground isn't in fucking air conditioning. So. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> We've been and, out there and they played. The uh, which game was it that they played? That uh, Columbus, Columbus was fucking was, hot as shit. Yeah, Columbus was hot as shit. And then you also had the game uh, where we opened the roof, and that was against right. Uh, who was that against? I got blanked. Um, but yeah, they remember. struggled. Uh, but that was like. Was that Kansas City? Oh, was that the SKC match? I don't remember. But there was one Gressel complaint. It was hot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the roof was open and yeah, there yeah. was no air. So they know they know what heat is. We'll be all right. That Texas yeah. heat is different, though. Man. It's different it's dr- kind of heat. I, if we're actually going to talk about it. So if we're, we're going to talk about it. Atlanta has humidity. That's true. Texas heat has dry. It's dry. So well, it's not as Well, the problem moist. with, if you've ever been to the stadium in Frisco, it's actually like underground. Like, so the way it is, the stands are around it and it's like, it's like, I forget how many feet like in the ground and it just, it ends up absorbing the heat like a fucking oven. Oh. Yeah. So it's not like just being out on a normal field. Why would they do that? Well, it's an old stadium. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? They put it in Frisco. I mean, what I've, are they thinking? I've okay. So I lived in L.A. and there's like a dry heat in L.A. So it's not even, the same yeah, sort of moisture. <laughs> no, yeah. It's obviously very different. And <laughs> then I've also been to easy. Arizona, and Arizona is is a dry heat, but it's, it's a still close, freaking it's, hot. It's similar to Atlanta heat, but it's just a little less humid. Right. In Texas, in my opinion, when I'm out there I feel a lot like our boys for work. Can that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Coming up, that's your weather report. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it end up being like 60 degrees. Whatever weather, man. <laughs> uh, coming up, uh, we got some more soccering uh, for you guys. Uh, if you uh, are interested in Atlanta United 2, you like to follow them, um, uh, you can follow their streams uh, on uh, ESPN+. Plus. They'll yep. be playing the New York Red Bulls 2. By the way, that's ESPN Plus for free. Like They don't make you pay for ESPN Plus for watching USL. They don't? No. I thought it was the part of the five buck. No, thing. it's In- not. Interesting. They'll let you, because that's part of the USL deal. They'll let oh. you watch USL for free. Okay. So, oh, I learned something new. Ta-da. Um, so that's the Atlanta- Friday yeah, yeah, yeah. on uh, the 6th at 7 p.m. So the Atlanta Silverbacks are also playing the uh, Atlanta Silverbacks, excuse me, FC, are playing the New Orleans Jesters Wednesday on July 4th. So if you guys want a local July 4th game, you got that at the Atlanta Silverbacks. So it's July 4th at 7 p.m. at Silverbacks Park. And they're doing it again. Yeah, and then they're playing consecutively again at the Atlanta Silverbacks FC versus the Emerald Force on the 7th at 7 p.m. at uh, Silverbacks Park. So you got two games in a span of three days, Yeah, guys, guys uh, get there. The MPSL uh, season is wrapping up. Yes, uh, these are their last two games. Before the playoffs. 
Um, so get in some games while you can. Georgia Revolution is playing Chattanooga FC on Friday the 6th at 7.30 p.m. at Henry County High School, McDonough. Mm-hmm. And give them a look. You can follow Silverbacks and the Georgia Revs. Uh, Silverbacks are at AtlantaSilverbacksFC.com or at ATL Silverbacks. Mm-hmm. And the Georgia Revolution are at uh, GeorgiaRevolutionFC.com and at GA underscore Revolution on Twitter. Guys, we want to thank our sponsors. Woo! Woo! And by the way, I want to do a quick small shout out. The fact that we actually are going to have a new sponsor coming. We're teasing it. It's a tease. We gave a little tease like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But it's, it's close. It's Oh my gosh, guys. It's so close. We could taste it. And you it. guys... We can almost oh, drink it. We can almost drink it. It's so good. <laughs> it's 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 a drinking taste tease thing. But you guys are gonna be you're you're gonna love what we've got in store. And I I can't I can't be more excited to unveil what, what sponsor we have coming. And uh, Dave, he just sent us uh, all the great photos from yesterday. Yes. We have to parse through them. So Dave Williamson, um, our resident photographer now, it seems like for us, sending us uh, all the good stuffs. Uh, you can check him out at Dave Williamson Photography for all your photography needs. Mm-hmm. And mock the agency. Maha! done yes he's a uh, creative advertising graphic design and digital studio on 14th street if anybody needs branding packaging graphic design or website work they're the shop for you creativity is their speciality so we don't have any reviews on itunes it makes us sad guys okay here's the thing in my opinion you need to create a new account on itunes and just write another review if you don't have an iTunes account because you don't have a Mac or right. you don't like download iTunes, right? go find a friend or a family member yeah. that has one. Or you know what's even better, and this is one of the things that I will allow, you can tweet at us and just put iTunes review and then semicolon and then just put your review. And we'll read it like an iTunes review. I like this. And then we'll shame you into not having an account until <laughs> exactly. you get an account and put it in exactly. there. Exactly. But either yes. way, I understand there are a lot of podcatcher sites, right? There are a lot of ways that people listen to our podcast um, on many sites, via whatever it is. Right. And sometimes they don't want to leave a review on iTunes because it's, you know, you got to put a name and all this stuff. So what you can do. You can put it whatever name you want, though. You, I, I understand yeah. that. But why don't, this is just my cue to all of you. Why don't you just tweet at either me or Jay, and we'll say our at names at the end of this podcast, but just say at the beginning of your tweet, iTunes review, semicolon, and then put whatever you want. But it's a lie, Kelly. It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie, but I'll accept it. It's a, a, a lie I will accept. Okay. So we'll allow temporary iTunes reviews that way. Correct. But you have to eventually put them in there. That's the agreement. That is the agreement. If we're reading them out loud, yeah, yeah, yeah. we expect them to eventually migrate their way right. we into you, iTunes. We expect you to tell us what your pre-review is going to be so we can either edit or adjust. Yes. We'll make, <laughs> and then, we'll make copy decisions yes. and we'll send those back to you uh, and so you can put your final edit in. Eventually, yeah. basically what we're saying is we're going to be the editors of your- We'll be writing all of your reviews <laughs> moving forward, everybody. So just let you know. All AJC people so please uh, let us know. It doesn't matter. Uh, give us five stars. But regardless, if you do write a, a review with the actual text, because we can't see your name or anything, if you just rate it five stars, you have to yeah, write, something. write something. If you write something, we'll read it. We'll read yes. it on the air. So uh, and we'll give yeah. you all the credit in the world for it. That's true. I will. I will, yes. And I'll absolutely. toast it and drink wine. I'm going to drink wine regardless, regardless. But I'll drink wine for you. A sip for you. Yeah. Uh, um, no, let's not, a, let's not just a chug per review. Thank just, you. Okay. <laughs> wow. We're setting a trend we're, here. We are. All right, guys. Uh, where can they find uh, you, Kelly? You can find me at, at the 
Kelly Francis you can because find me. I'm important. <laughs> yes, yes, very important. And you can find me at J-A-Y underscore Riddle. You can find us collectively at Unreal ATL on all the social media all sites. All the socials. Uh, you can check out uh, my video after the stadium on our Instagram page <laughs> after the Orlando match. There's so much laughing. <laughs> it's just so much laughing. They're so bad, guys. They oh, are. my it's gosh. awful. Woo! You know what we didn't even get into when we discussed the Orlando match? No. Andrew Calden. Oh, bless his heart. Bless his heart. I he did want to see him earlier, as usual. We, did, we, both, we both agreed on that, yeah. but we knew that he was eventually coming on. I just and wanted, he got a good solid, he got us like 15, 20 minutes. Oh, as usual, when he comes on, he doesn't let anybody push him around. No. He's playing def- good, great defensive work. And, and, and one of the things I At love, this point, we know what we're getting with him. Yeah, and yeah. And that's yeah. why we do want to see him uh, uh, sooner. I would have liked to see Miggy taken off as soon as that fourth goal was done. Yeah. Save his legs mm-hmm. and, uh, and put Carlton in straight swap. 10 well, for 10. They also iced Mickey's knee afterwards. Yeah, he was really struggling. We were worried when he got oh, knocked down. Oh, my gosh. Were we worried? And because and, uh, uh, Joseph was walking with him yes. uh, for a while there. And I was like, oh, my God, here we go. And uh, see, I always lie to myself. Like, I, like I'm like, because Kesley's like, oh, no, what's happening? And I'm like, he's fine. He's fine. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> no, walk- that literally happened he, the entire match. Off, I was like, Jay, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah. What's going on? It's fine. Mickey, look, Mickey's down. He's oh fine. God. He's fine. Yeah. And then internally, and of course, you're like, I have oh, shit, no oh, shit, idea. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! His knee could have popped out. I have no idea. I'm just that's what I'm telling myself. He's fine. Yeah. So yeah, I'm hopefully he's okay. Uh, I'm sure he'll recover. He's a he's a, he's a young lad. Yeah. He's a young lad. <laughs> he's got all the time. In he's the like world. Gumby. He just you know. Uh, all right. You can't you can't you compare can't Mickey Gumby. to Gumby. No. He, yeah, that's a different. That's like different man, you, though. You can't break bones. Gumby can't break, but he doesn't have bones. Yeah, Gumby bones. does not yeah. have bones. Yeah. He's just Gumby-ish. He'll be fine. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we really appreciate you listening. Please do give us an iTunes reviews. Uh, we love meeting you at the tailgates. And it's like John uh, Nelson when John Nelson mentioned Gumby. Oh yeah? yeah, I have no idea what you're talking about. But we, uh, we, 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 we love meeting you at tailgates. Thank you for coming up to us, saying hello. Yes, uh, it happened several times at the tailgate this it time. It did, and I love it. We don't remember all of your names. That's I fine. feel bad, but uh, but thank you. I'll for, hug everybody. <clears throat> thank you for approaching us, saying hello uh, to all the folks that are uh, have been listening for a long time. Thank you to the folks that showed up uh, to the pizza shop. Yes. To, um, Excuse uh, me. <clears throat> pizza loco. Pizza yolo. Pizza yolo. Uh, yes. On Wednesday, uh, we really appreciate when everybody comes out uh, to the show and check us out at Rocky Mountain Pizza, guys. On guys, the seventh, it's gonna be lit. Yeah. Well, and I wanna, I wanna leave it with this because I know this is important to the both of us. Don't realize what you do to me when you hold me in your arms so tight. You let me know everything's alright.
of a good love when we're all alone keep it up girl yeah you turn me on